you know, so I pulled the bag out that was full, and sure enough, in the bottom of this 120-litre trash can, there was three inches of garbage in there. Some lazy little shit had just put a bag on top of the garbage. And so when I pulled that out, I had to get my general contractor to hold the bag so I could pick this trash can up and empty the garbage in there. Not hard, people. And this is the pathetic mindset of a lot of people that work for you and I. And unfortunately, we have got to be extremely vigilant because guess what? It's our reputation that's on the line, not theirs. And so if they get their feelings hurt, then they can just get off my island and go work for somebody else and mess their shit up. How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Uh, my name is Max Peterson. I'm the CEO at Smith & Sons Remodeling Experts. Good to have you uh, with us. A uh, big shout out to you guys that are on uh, YouTube watching this. Great to have you along as well. As usual, like and subscribe and all that sort of wonderful wonderful stuff. Uh, quickly love to promote the Business for Builders VIP uh, private Facebook group. Uh, do a bit of under the hood video. We share some stuff there and uh, maybe upload a few files, which I've got to do a lot more work on. But um, the, uh, the the motivation around that is to create a really uh, a really good quality community uh, of uh, contractors, ones that are happy to be in the community and certainly understand the power of camaraderie and collaboration. So uh, get across to that and uh, I will get a notification and I will, uh, if you're a good sort, I'll uh, let you in. So um, no, that'll be great. Okay, so uh, as usual, want to get some steak and potatoes out here and uh, want to provide a bunch of value. Uh, remember, if you want to get to me uh, you know, directly, you can hit up the businessforbuilders.ca webpage, go to the contact form, that'll end up in my email and uh, I will respond to you as promptly as I can. Uh, look, yeah, we want to get it cracking on, um, you know, with the new year coming on, I got a situation where one of my guys uh, locally here actually had, uh, and this is kind of where this, uh, this, this, what I'm going to share with you pretty shortly here is, is where this came from. And, uh, you know, what happened was he had a, he's got several projects on the go, five to be exact, and uh, his project manager decided that he was going to go elsewhere and, and do something else. And so uh, we had a bit of an immediate solution to that, and that was for me to come out of my uh, CEO chair and, uh, and, and give him a hand as far as project management. And so uh, the interesting thing was a couple of days ago, we did uh, what I would call an orientation and, uh, you know, I got to see some things. Uh, the general contractor who I'm, you know, working with uh, got to see some things. <laughs> and it was um, a little bit concerning because there's so much trust placed on uh, your project managers or construction managers who are on site working with, with the trades, ensuring quality control and the job is being done. And uh, after visiting about four projects uh, a couple of days ago, it was, it was obvious that uh, there was a little bit of a uh, house cleaning uh, needed and uh, a little bit of catch up and a little bit of reorganisation. So I thought to myself, uh, there's two parts to this and I, I kind of uh, put it together in, um, in a page of notes I've got here and then uh, we, we thought about it and I might be, I'm going to split this into two parts. So I wouldn't call it part A and part B, but I certainly would think that uh, these two things can go together pretty well. One's going to support you very much with systems and processes in your approach and your understanding, and the other one is very much a human and an internal 
focus that when you've got both of these parts right and the components therein, uh, what you'll find is you'll uh, you'll feel yourself being a much happier operator um, and uh, you'll feel like you're going to get some more momentum perhaps than you would if you didn't have these things sorted out. Now, what I'm talking to, or sorry, what, what I'm talking about and who I'm talking to is one-man band operators. So we're talking about a really baseline approach. Um, you know, I think we all want to grow a big business and we want to, you know, a million dollar, two million dollar, five million dollar business. But what we don't maybe grasp is that you really have to develop the systems and the techniques when you are a one man band uh, so that as the business grows, you have the technique right and you will be in position to actually make the most of or capitalize on uh, the business as it grows. So, you know, I think, you know, with what I've just shared about my uh, one of my Smith & Sons general contractors having a project manager uh, resign with no notice, he was on a, he was a contractor and uh, he basically gave him 24 hours notice. So that put, put the general contractor in a little bit of a bind. So if you didn't have, if he wasn't local and he didn't have, you know, I didn't have the ability to support him in that fashion uh, for an interim period, then you could find yourself being significantly overloaded with, you know, responsibility. So uh, once that was understood, we jumped on it pretty quickly. So, but, you know, having been out in the field on a really frontline uh, operational standpoint, it, yeah, I got to thinking and I was making observations. And, and you know, so really I'm just going to chat with you about three points to do with uh, organisation, effective time management, tidiness, those three things, because they can significantly impact the profitability um, you know, of a renovation project, and we, we do remodelling mostly, so uh, I think it, it's applicable across the board. I think all those three items are good for you, whether you're doing commercial high-rises even, you know. Um, and so I think that, you know, what I, what I learned as I was driving around with this general contractor is that it really, it, it, it's amazing how that even though if you are, when I say just a project manager, all due respect, um, but you don't have to worry about sales, you don't have to worry about clients as such, you don't have to worry about contract administration, you don't have to worry about price rises, you've just got to organize the project. Um, it's amazing to me how, what I saw in the last two days, how much disorganization there was. And I began to think about how it is that someone looks at their job and then in doing their job, having to visit multiple projects and deal with multiple trades and, of course, deal with multiple shit fights and foot put out fires. I get that. Um, but, you know, my brother in, uh, in Brisbane, he was a, he was a superintendent for, for a new home company and he was always supervising between 15 or 20 homes. So they have a very rigid system in the office. They expect their superintendents or their supervisors to act very uh, efficiently on site and they have a very good systemized approach. So that really begs the question, why is it that – General contractors who may be a one-man band, why do they struggle so much on one or two jobs? And so these three things, organization, effective time management, and tidiness, that's really what it comes down to because this is what I looked at when I was out there. Um, you know, we, you know, organization, a well-organized job uh, ensures that materials, tools, and equipment are easily accessible, which saves time and reduces the risk of mistakes and accidents. This leads to increased efficiency, fewer delays, and higher productivity hashtag profitability or more profit and so you know i think that you know is it is it is it something that's just naturally you are naturally organized or does your life just reflect a cluster of of just you know shit everywhere type approach um you know i think that i think you know what stood out to me on one project was that literally get this literally that we had electrical that wasn't inspected yet 
Um, now, this is a renovation, right? Electrical that hadn't had its final inspection, and it's only 24 hours away from having that. We had drywall boarding that was incomplete, and we already had a ceramic tiler in there laying floors, including uh, underfloor heating. It, it's like... Why are we got? Why is these things not all happening in or like are, are not organized? And so, you know, that to me is is one. What that is is a reflection upon the project manager himself. And I got to the end of that first day of orientation, just looking at the projects, and I was totally disgusted. Um, there is no reason I, you know, and of course you walk into the job and there's what I call glad wrap over the carpet downstairs in the basement instead of having proper RAM board down. There was just a whole bunch of boxes that were not ticked, and there was just a whole bunch of items that was, it was so fragmented and so disjointed. It just, I just walked around that job shaking my head. And of course, I had the builder there who hadn't had eyes on it, you know, like a project manager, and he was disgusted as well. So, you know, I think when you're talking about, you know, practically organizing stuff, and here's the other thing, it's like, where, where, was, my, where was my clean station? Now, I understand this might be more of a commercial type thing, but I'm telling you guys and girls, in a renovation, the client loves it when they're in the middle of a renovation where we're tearing apart their home and they can see that there's some designated, a designated area with some designated tools and bags and brooms and things like that where each of us can jump in there at the end of the day Quickly put our tools aside, make sure we wrap up any of the mess, sweep up any of the dust and whatever we've made a mess of that day. Uh, at, you know, it is not a new home site. This is the thing that annoys me. I spent 20 years on new home sites and I get it. You can just kind of drop shit where you are and walk off and it is what it is. Um, at some point, you know, a clean job site is a good job site. And so, you know, it, it really just, those sorts of allocations, we've got to have first aid fire extinguisher. We've got to have, you know, a clean station with bags and with brooms and with vacuum. Like those sorts of things have got to be organized. Now, if we don't put those there as project managers or builders, how can we expect our team? See, the speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack. If you are sloppy and disorganized, guess what your team is going to get away with? Being sloppy and disorganized. So don't bitch at the state of your job when you are the one that's setting the temperature there. Um, you know, I told this story a little bit about this job I did about 45 minutes from here, way back in the beginning. And, you know, at the end of the day, it would literally take me 10 or 15 minutes. And in the video review that that client gave us, they mentioned the fact that at the end of the day, it was all perfectly clean. Now, it was still a renovation and there was still open walls and, you know, concrete and everything like that. But I made it so in such a way, and this was, nobody else was on that job except an electrician. I did everything else. And, um, and so I made sure that everything was organized. So materials were stacked, tools were out of the way. My, my, my work trailer was parked in their driveway. I always made sure at the end of the week that it was okay. They didn't have anything happening on the weekend. I am there to serve. I'm, tr I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell my services at the highest uh, level to make the most profit. So if I'm going to do that, then I've got to ensure that the experience reflects that. Uh, I don't think any of us like to spend good money and get something that's really shitty. And so uh, that goes for us as general contractors. So organization um, is, is, is massive, it, both in the, in the uh, execution of the job, but also in the appearance. And you, when you're talking about trying to develop a reputation, I think the best thing that you can do is to be organized. People will say, great general contractor, always clean. Everything was in its place. Even though the house was under you know, demolition, everything was very much, you could just get a sense that there was a place for everything and everything was in its place. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I look at some of these, you know, we, I, on that job, I sat down and, and looked around and I thought, you know, there was ram board covering floors and there was big pig's ears, you know, rolled up on the corners. Why wasn't that taped down? 
you know, we're trying to pr protect an existing surface here, but someone is not watching what they're doing. And honest to God, I had my CEO off, had off way off in the beginning, and I was just pissed because this was just disgusting. It was not good enough. Um, because all that we need is that client to just look sideways and and look at some of the things going around and go, this is sloppy, this is a mess. And I'm telling you, what clients don't do is they, they absorb it, absorb it, absorb it, and then one day on a Friday when you're asking for a check, they lose their shit at you, and all of a sudden, you're like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? And honestly, if you do have a project manager, you you got you to figure out, well, why did the client react like that? I thought my project manager was doing a good job. And unfortunately, when the, when the rubber hits the road, in some cases, your PMs are going to let you down. So uh, focus on your organization, work on your technique, so that as you bring project managers in, you can spell out very clearly, this is what we do. This is what we expect. This is what we don't like, and this is what clients dislike, and so this is the way it's got to be. Organization is a big deal. Um so yeah, look, there's, we could bang on about that for a while. Uh, look, effective time management. This is the other thing too. Um, you know, we would talk to some of the some of the other team members, and there were some things that were consistent, and and that that there was not a lot of time spent on projects. Uh, and so you're sort of wondering what was going on in between time, and then when you know this guy would show up, he would just flap his arms around and and bitch about stuff not being done to give himself a feeling of sense self worth. Well, you know, unfortunately, everyone can see through that. They just know it's BS. And so, you know, when, when you know, you want to make the most of your time management capability. So good time management helps to ensure that projects are completed on schedule, uh, which reduces the risk of delays and cost overruns. Effective time management also helps to avoid wasting time and resources on unnecessary tasks, which can have a negative impact on profitability. So, you know, I'm sure that you've had a situation whereby you've got so much going on, um, but I want you to understand the power of prioritization and communication. We've all had situations in our life whereby we've, we've got so many things spinning, we don't know whether we punch board or drilled, and it's like, where do I start? And so um, that's why I make that point at the end there. We've got to understand the power of prioritization and also understand the power of communication. So when you're standing back and you're looking at your situation and like this fella, you know, this, this Smith & Son general contractor lost his project manager, he had to step back and, and obviously understand the vulnerability that he was actually, you know, right in the middle of. And then he discussed it with me and we talked about some scenarios and what we could do. Um, but bottom line is we really had to step back and go, okay, we have to do a little bit of a stock take, a little bit of an inventory. Let's go and have a look at the jobs. And that's when we started to figure out, uh, you know, where, what the state of the, the union was. And so off the back of that, we then, get, we, we literally, you know, we did the initial on Friday and then yesterday we were running around uh, doing measure ups for new jobs and things like that. But we had to figure out, okay, who's who in the zoo, what needs to be remedied first, what do we want this project, even though it's midway construction, what is it that we want it to look like right now, where should it be, who are we not going to invite back in until we've got things squared away, so that's prioritization, you're literally just creating a triage, um, and you're figuring out, right, what's what's the, what's the first thing we've got to do, what's the second thing, and some of these things can happen in, in, in very close sequences, no, no, no question about that, um, but then to complement that approach as far as uh, creating a triage or prioritization is you've got to be able to communicate with clients and or subtrades and or suppliers because by prioritizing now that you're a man short, let's say, then you're going to be holding things up somewhere along the line. There's going to be a bit of a domino effect just for an interim period. 
um, and you've got to communicate your challenges to the various stakeholders that are uh, are going to be affected by this slight change. And, and look, it's there's no such thing as perfect. It's just a challenge that you face as a business owner if you don't like dealing with the stress. Because I'm, there's no such thing as a stress-free building operation. And, and stress is just a load on your back. There's no question. Sometimes there's less stress. Sometimes there's like ridiculous amounts of stress. And I don't know if I can handle it type stress. And so, you know, you've just got to understand that it is part of the game. But I do believe that you can systemize and you can create efficiencies. You can recruit better. Um, and that will definitely remove a lot of the day-to-day stress. And then you've just got to worry about it month-to-month, quarter-by-quarter perhaps. Um, but there's always something going to go on. And, and, of course, recruitment. Humans are the biggest challenge within anybody's business, I believe. I don't think it's hard to get checklists and systems and all that kind of jargon and technology and websites and all that. Um, you know, that just takes some time and money. But humans that come and go and they're, they're, you know, they get feelings hurt or they you know, have a situation that changes at home and that affects their work and all that kind of thing, uh, it really does uh, affect the way that you and I do business. So um, again, we go back to being uh, you know, the baseline and a one-man band. It's like, what am I doing in the, in the, you know, with regards to effective time management and what systems am I building within my own life and my project management processes that when I do want to step back and I do want to incorporate the services of a project manager, what is the framework that I'm doing? What are the boundaries? What are the expectations? Those two things are the things that are going to solidify uh, the system that you hand to your project manager who is going to operate within that system. And the minute he steps out of that system uh, and there's a breach, you can deal with that the way you need to deal with that. So uh, we want to understand effective effective time management systems and we want to understand also uh, power prioritization uh, and also communication that goes with that. All right, the last thing here real quick is uh, tidiness. I mean, uh, like I alluded to at the beginning of the show, uh, a good job is a clean job. I got told that as a first-year apprentice. It was That was the deal. And honest to God, I cleaned up. I, my broom was my best friend. Broom and shovel, actually. And, you know, at the time I was working on projects where there were three, 4,000 square foot homes, and we would go up one side of the street with these what we call spec homes uh, and then come back down the other side. And, you know, there was always a house that needed to be swept out um, at different stages, whether it's the end of frame stage ready for drywall or whether it was the end of, you know, you know uh, second fix or carpentry finish stage where it was going to get ready for painters. Um, and so there was always sites to be tidied up internally and externally. So I think at, at such an early age, and I was probably 16, you know, at that stage of my career, I it was rammed down my neck that a tidy job is a good job. And so, um, you know, we know it's not a perfect, it's not perfect science. I know, you know, there's a lot of mess that goes on at any one time for a scope of work. I understand that. Um, but I do know this, that that job, there is just needs some conscious effort to make sure that things are, are kept in their place and that, you know, and there's a whole bunch of things. Uh, a tidy job site not only creates a better impression on clients, but it also helps to avoid accidents and reduces the risk of damage to materials and equipment and increases the efficiency by making it easier to find what is needed. And I've seen this right from, you know, renovation projects, literally bathroom projects. Um, you know, the one that I did, which was a $25,000 remove the interior staircase and put in an elevator right from that size job right up to 50 townhouse projects and even high-rise projects that I've worked on. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's about, it gets back to the organisation, but you've got to have a mindset that says, you know, because I think these all go hand in hand, you know, organisation, effective time management and tidiness. Um, because again, this is what we used to say, if you left garbage in the, you know, and in, in this, is, this is anywhere, whether it's a new home, if, you, if someone leaves garbage behind, 
and just leaves it where they sit. The next guy that comes along, guess what? He's going to do the same thing because he sees your shit there. And so he, he just says, well, it's okay to just dump it on the ground and not pick it up. Um, and so what we want to do is, and this is really what we'd call a company culture. Um, we understand the power of, of cleanliness and tidiness. And we want everybody that comes onto our jobs to understand that that's a paramount importance because it, it's, it's important for us for efficiency reasons. But also the client looks at that and says, wow, they literally did this whole renovation at any one time, at least once a week, there was a cleanup going on and things were organized and things were back in their place. And so getting back to what I was talking about, organization, that means you should have, um, you know, brooms and dustpans and vacuums and bags, and you should have a 120 liter trash can on site. You know, what, what is it? Oh, yeah. What, what is it? Why do we not, like back in the old days, and I say old days on new homes, we would throw a lot of shit out the window, but we could always find a rubbish pile to throw it on. That was kind of the done thing. But in renos, you've got to have a little bit more you got to have a little bit more savvy, a little bit more class. And so, you know, we, we don't want piles of rubbish inside the house. We want to make sure that there's one or two trash cans with, you know, uh, three mil uh, poly bags within, inside of those trash cans that they can be emptied. And you might even have a dump trailer because I know a lot of my guys have these on, on residential renovations. They'll have a 16-foot uh, dump trailer. And the rubbish can, once that bag is full, it can go. And so everything, there is a system of tidiness, for that job, that if it is broken, someone is going to answer for that. Um, it was ironic because I, with the, the bin that was there that was full, and I, I said, "Where's your Where's your bags? Where's your?" And they weren't there. There was no bags, no first aid kit, no fire extinguisher. What the? And so you know, so I pulled the bag out that was full, and sure enough, in the bottom of this 120 liter trash can, there was three inches of garbage in there. Some lazy little shit had just put a bag on top of the garbage. And so when I pulled that out, I had to get my general contractor to hold the bag so I could pick this trash can up and empty the garbage in there. Not hard, people. And this is the pathetic mindset of a lot of people that work for you and I. And unfortunately, we have got to be extremely vigilant because guess what? It's our reputation that's on the line, not theirs. And so if they get their feelings hurt, then they can just get off my island and go work for somebody else and mess their shit up because I'm not going to stand for it because I know my clients appreciate it and I know that I'm going to build a reputation in my area as being the best general contractor for renovations and remodeling that there is. And so please don't um, undermine the importance of tidiness. Don't get lazy. Don't be sloppy. Uh, and that goes right across. We could talk about this as a, from an accounting standpoint as well, but we won't. We're talking about from a job site uh, perspective. So um, look, stay in touch, you know, work on your organization. Um, stay, uh, you know, work on systems to give you effective time management, of course, uh, tidiness. Organization, effective time management and tidiness can significantly impact the profitability of a renovation job site. And uh, it's really applicable to you as a one-man band if that's where you're at to, uh, you know, just get things underway. And as you grow, then your systems are already in place. Hope that helps. Go build a kick-ass business. See you on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.